This podcast was performed by drunk versions of ourselves. It should reflect on us neither as parents nor as professionals. During the podcast, there will be curse words, spoilers, and an innuendo or two. It's all unscripted, so enjoy the show. everybody welcome back to booze and cartoons a show where we drink adult beverages and watch kids shows my name is eric pullman and i'm the bolin to his bolin courtney <laughs> pullman yeah we're both bolin oh my we're god hey. so we've been gone quite a bit we've been gone for a little bit huh yeah yeah so catch you up on all that i got a new job yeah like you work during the day so you're like fuck editing yeah so that was my bad that was your bad yeah then courtney lost her job <laughs> Which was my bad. <laughs> Which was, well, no, it was not her bad. Uh, her... It was kind of my bad. They were like, hey, sorry, we're not going to employ you anymore. <laughs> or anyone. Yeah, the hair company closed. And then also there was a whole bunch of holidays. So we just, we took a deep breath. Now we're going back at it. Super hard. Yeah. Mainly the booze part. <laughs> oh, we've we've been boozing. We've... I'm boozing currently. Yeah, I'm also I'm boozing currently. Good. It's I'm just not hiding. Having... I'm not having no probs. No. But we're back. We were watching cartoons. We have what we think is a more winning format. Do you want to go into that a little bit? Nah, I want it to be a surprise for them. Okay. So, (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, for this episode, we watched the first two seasons of The Legend of Korra, which is four seasons long total, so we'll probably have another episode on the next two. It doesn't... Who cares? Lucy Goosey, <laughs> new new year, new us. I think, yeah, we keep making promises to them, and then we're like, fuck it, we'll be gone for two months. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not happening ever again. We'll never leave you guys, because we love you. That's true. Uh, but yeah, we just got done, like literally just got done watching the second season of Legend of Korra, and also the first season, but not just. Uh, so we're going to talk about both of those seasons, and I think we're going to start with just a quick rundown a uh, setting of the world and what happened, just the key points in the first two seasons. Go ahead, Courtney. Oh. <laughs> All right. So in the first season, Korra's a bender. <laughs> water bender and um she has friends <laughs> you're crushing it i'm not crushing it i'm so sorry you're not crushing it i got this okay yeah. so the world of avatar is there are four different elements that people can bend they can bend earth they can bend air they can bend fire they can bend water and uh in this series they all live together peacefully and um there is the avatar who is like the elemental balance between all of them and she knows she being Korra in this series uh knows all of the elements and just like fucks shit up with all elements in season one she Becomes friends with Ooh, brothers so Mako and Bolin. She is being trained by Tenzin, who, if you've watched The Last Airbender, is Aang's son. He's got his whole big family. Yeah, see, I didn't I didn't watch a whole ton of The Last Airbender. Mm, you did not. I did not. I watched maybe, maybe the first season, like way, way back when it first came out kind of thing. Because I liked the animation style. Mm-hmm. 
And I like that it's a relatively serious story, like equivalent, I think, to like Voltron reviews and things like that. That it's kind of, there's heavy stuff and there's actually a plot line and it's not just fart jokes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't watch a ton of the first stuff with the airbender, but you don't need to. No, to not get at all. into Korra. There, it's pretty self-explanatory of like between with the context of okay here's Tenzin and his brother and sister and kind of the idea of the world they do a really good job of fleshing that out I think even if you're not someone who has been watching cartoons your whole life as we have been yeah and so yeah so season one is uh Korra is finishing up her avatar training with Tenzin she has just crushed every element except airbending. She's struggling with airbending because apparently, like, in the universe, it's the opposite of waterbending, which she is naturally. She was born a waterbender and then became the Avatar, learned every other bending. And so season one, she's learning airbending, but there's also this weird, crazy terrorist dude who can take away bending. And so she needs to stop him. And that is essentially season one. And I liked I liked season one because they really like it was it was very interesting because this terrorist had pretty decent points yeah. for the people who like you know like I think if, if when I picture myself in this show I'm definitely like an air <laughs> I'm a bender you know yeah of but, course but like naturally like I think a majority of the people are just regular old humans and the terrorist guy really appeals to that and says hey man they shouldn't be able to bend like they shouldn't be able to have this power over us they can hurt us a lot We're yeah just regular old human folk mm-hmm. and I think that was a legitimate point like in this this town like obviously like I think we as an audience don't consider like what is it like for the regular old human folks there uh so that it was interesting perspective i think to start off with and to say like oh yeah what are the humans like there that don't bend well they're probably pretty fucking pissed and probably yeah. pretty fucking scared and that's what that like terrorist group really plays up on and yeah. starts taking away the bending of other people as a way to like equify everybody mm-hmm. and it was very, very interesting, I thought. Yeah, yeah. And so this guy really, really threatens Republic City, which is like the capital of the world now where benders live peacefully. It's like, so in the last series, Aang was, the, like, the world was at war. The Fire Nation pretty much run, ran everything. Aang put a stop to that, and he formed Republic City, which is just this metropolis that is where everyone can live. So in season one... This guy, this terrorist dude, really, really fucks up the city, and that's bad. (laughs) Season two. (laughs) (laughs) He does fuck up the city, and it is bad. But then the- Season two. Then the world. Then the world is- Then the world is getting fucked up. Yeah. So, angry spirits are running amok, and the only one that can stop them is the Avatar, and her uncle- who is her father's brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Can we do, like, a quick genogram? <laughs> Just a family tree. <laughs> no, we can't. We'll do that uncle in the next section. Uncle equals father's brother? What? <gasps> yeah, so her and uncle... cousins, too, which are her father's, father's brother's, brother's kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, stop. Sorry, you can edit it all out. Yeah, no, I won't. This, this is gold. Gold! Podcast gold. So her uncle is teaching her how to be in touch with their spiritual self to open what he calls these spirit portals. Turns out that's a bad thing. He's using it uh, for his own gain 
to not only gain control of the water tribes, but the fucking world and become the Antichrist. Sorry. Dark Avatar. Anti-Avatar. But yeah. Yeah. Antichrist. So it goes from like this one really bad guy to... Motherfucking Antichrist. Yeah, to the Antichrist. Also, they're both waterbenders, so... The, All the bad guys are waterbenders. Yeah, first two seasons have been waterbenders suck. Yeah, they really have been because the first season was like a bloodbender guy who. Yeah, it, it turns out the the guy who's like, I have been given a gift from God. We'll we'll dive into that a little more. That's mm-hmm. essentially the first two seasons. There's Cora. She has her friends Bolin and Mako. Oh, Asami. We didn't really get into Asami. She is the a daughter of a, a manu- guy. Yeah, yeah, a manufacturing conglomerate. Um, she is mm. part of Team Avatar, as they call themselves, being trained by Tenzin and his family. We'll get into that more later, too. I think, that, yeah, that's a big chunk of the plot, I think. And yeah. The characters are kind of intertwined and doing their own thing and actually pretty interesting as characters like individuals themselves like that about them so we did a pretty good job setting up the setting i don't know yeah so here we are we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll get back into more about the characters yeah our first break i hope you're enjoying the show if you liked our show so far and you'd like to hear more episodes you can go to pullmanpodcast.com or pretty much anywhere else where you listen to podcasts if you want to tell us ideas for the show or how much you totally love this show you can tweet us at pullman podcast or follow us on facebook Hey, we're back. We're here to talk more about the folks that inhabit the Avatar universe. Ooh, I like it that you pronounce that hard L. The folks. <laughs> the folks that can do that bend in there. Anywho. Yeah. So Korra is the first person I think that we meet in the legend of Korra. Yes. She becomes a legend even. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she's a legend yet. Well, she saved the fucking world in season two. Yeah, she's a legend. She's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's Cora like? She's very, very headstrong. She is the opposite of not the opposite of Aang, but just this master. She was a child, and the council that decides who the next avatar is like shows up at her house, and they're like, um, how do you know that she's the avatar? She like tears down the wall with earth bending throw some fire around like throw some water around she's like i'm the earth ben- or i'm the avatar you gotta fucking deal with it probably not fucking no i, think I don't that think that's, she said fucking i think that's so 100 percent accurate because like if anything comes involved with her at all she's like oh fucking fight it to death i'm the avatar <laughs> throw which is she's in, she's a waterbender she's from the southern water tribe and by nature, she's a waterbender. But when she fights, it's almost exclusively firebending. <laughs> she's like, this is the strongest. I burn the things to the burn burns. Yeah. It's- yeah, she really like, I mean, it's almost as an adult watching a cartoon. It's it's very predictable that like, well, Korra's going to want to fuck it up. She's yeah. not even going to want to ask questions. She's going to go in there and burn the place. Yeah, season two is really good with that because there's literally like detective work. Someone's like, hey, I found clues that point this way. And she's like, no, no. 
firebending. <laughs> That's... That's what she does. That's just Korra. Yeah. Like, just aggressive. If I punch it hard enough with elements, then it goes away and I save the world. You're welcome. Yeah, so just really immature and like, oh, this looks good right now at the moment. Mm-hmm. I will follow that then. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I know I've been dealing with this kind of stick-in-the-mud mentor, but you sound like you have cool things to teach me. Boom, gone. Switch yeah. to mentors. Yep. Like, just a very... I don't know. I think she's kind of a pain in the ass. Should we talk about her mentor? Let's talk sure. about Tenzin. I like Tenzin a lot. I like that he's a voice by J.K. Simmons, who's yeah. my favorite dude ever. Oh, my God. He's so good. And then, B, like, I like that he's, like, kind of presents himself as, like, oh, yeah, I know everything, and I'm this spiritual leader, and, man, I'm going to be your mentor, and I know everything. And then there are so many... So many like little uh, little instances of him just not knowing what the fuck is going on, yeah, <laughs> or him just like trying being an to idiot. be so perfect and just being not. Yeah, it's super good. So yeah, he's. Well, should we talk about his family right away? Yeah. So he's got an awesome family. Yeah, he's got. She's got a shit ton of kids and yeah. a pregnant wife. Mm-hmm. To start, she gives birth relatively quick. No, towards the end of season one, like they're like running away from bad folks from. <laughs> From the terrorist dude, and uh, she like gives birth to another airbender. He has four airbender children, two girls, and I believe the baby is a boy too. So two girls, two boys, mm-hmm. maybe. So a whole bunch of airbenders. He's single-handedly keeping airbenders alive. Oh, good yeah. job, Tenzin. Yeah, and they're all also his wife. I mean, I guess I mean she probably gets some of the credit. <laughs> she's yeah, birthing them and all. Exactly, but she's not an airbender. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's what not... we call a normie. <laughs> Yeah, Tenzin is just this stoic, spiritual guide trying his best to lead the Avatar. But Yes, and if you watch the first show of The Last Airbender and Aang and the Avatar and stuff, he's the son. Yeah. He's the youngest son, and then there's, what, Kai is her name? Kaya. Kaya and is Boomy. the waterbender, and then Boomy is the Normie. Nod. Yeah, Normie. You can call him Normie. call him Normie. Yeah, I don't want to use an offensive term, but... <laughs> But definitely normie. Yeah. And yeah. So that's kind of his a like his family of origin with his brother and sister. And also uh, mom is still around. Aang is obviously not. Yeah. And then um, mom is his the immediate family. Only crossover. The only bridge from the last airbender. Yeah. And she doesn't change her hair at all. No. She's just old with the same hair. Yeah. Yeah. And it's gray hair now, but the same style, which I don't think is very realistic. Like. Yeah, I hairstyles, you know. Yeah, I have a different hairstyle than I had like three years ago. So you do. Oh, you, you noticed? Do. I did notice. Well, mostly it was like a a barber error when you'd be like, "Hey, can you do this style?" And they're like, "No, nah, let's shave it off." Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, um, then uh, Mako and Bolin. Uh, I'm so excited to talk about them. Mainly yeah. Bolin. We're Team Bolin. <laughs> that's why she's a Bolin to my Bolin. Because <laughs> fuck yeah, Bolin, man. Yeah. Yeah. He is at first slated as the comic relief, like the funny guy and just... Which I'm upset that he's the funny guy because he's emotional. Like he cries a lot. Yeah. And like an ugly crier. Like snot's always everywhere too. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's so rude. Like he's not automatically funny because they're like, look, it's a man, but he's crying. Yuck, 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 yeah. yuck. <laughs> oh, we took his shirt off. He's also super jacked. So he's this big, strong man, but he cries. <laughs> what a what a loser. Yeah. And then there's Mako, who is the... Mako's 
the actual manly man is so freaking. That's what Mako sounds like. Yeah, his eyebrows are pretty killer, though. Yeah, they go all kinds of They're directions. Like Fifteen directions. Yeah. <laughs> I like to point up at a scalp. They do that. Yeah, so Mako's like clearly meant to be like the more attractive dude that we're supposed to be rooting for, but yeah. because we're kind of he's dicks. the aloof cool guy. That's yeah. like fuck off. Because we're kind of dicks, we're like no team bullet, fuck Mako. Yeah, so they're <laughs> brothers, and they are on um a pro bending team, which is really cool. <laughs> I, I I say really cool because I really like it. And Courtney just rolled her eyes like uh, mm-hmm. I snore through that. Yeah, give me back to that love triangle. Oh yeah, love triangles. We'll I get to that. In. I tune in for the love triangle. I tune out for the action. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This show is everything. Like, a lot of action, a lot of cool storytelling, a love triangle. <laughs> like, mm, just toot. if whatever you're looking for, this show has it. Yeah. But yeah, um, so they're on a pro bending team um, called the Fire Ferrets. And what pro bending is, is one firebender, one waterbender, one earthbender, um, try to push another team off of this raised platform into water. And uh, they lose their waterbender. So Korra's like, hey, I can waterbend. And then she like bends all the elements and they're like, oh my god, it's the fucking avatar. Do they automatically win? They do, don't they? They do. They do. Except they don't because the other team cheated. No big deal. Yeah. That was more of a thing in the first season. If yeah. you're interested in following Fire ferrets or whatever the fuck their name is. Yeah, the fire ferrets. Fire ferrets. Yeah, if you're interested in following their... The fair ferrets. (laughs) In their uh, pro-bending record, like I am. Yeah. Anywho, so back to this love triangle. There's a really, like, drop-dead gorgeous lady named Asami. Asami, yeah. Asami, and she's got long hair and wears makeup and wears red even though she has black hair. Yeah, and she's a normie, so why are you wearing red? You're not a firebender. Wear neutral colors. Yeah, but she also has green eyes, so who knows who she could end up ooh, with. Ooh, ooh, right, good right. call. Um, I wasn't looking at her eyes. Yeah, the thing the thing I noticed, obviously, is that the eye color really indicates what uh, what you do. Yeah. Even though Mako and Bolin are brothers, Bolin has green eyes and wears green and is an earthbender, and then Mako has red eyes and wears red and is a red bender. I don't know. A red bender. He <laughs> bends red, yes. And then Cora obviously fire. blue eyes, ice, blue eyes, fucking bender. white dragon. <laughs> She's a blue eyes white dragon. She probably season three blue eyes <laughs> white dragon. <laughs> um, but she, yeah, she is Kaiba. So Sami is a lady, a normie lady, but super super hot lady, and also very like feminine lady. And where rich. Cora is like, yo, whatever, I got no sleeves because I'm jack shit. Yeah. And it's like, mm, Cora. I'll bench press your fucking car. She does that. She does those things. And we all know as ladies that if you want <laughs> to get a nice dude, you need to play dumb and weak. Yeah. <laughs> Which Cora does not. Being rich helps too, though. Because she's like, Asami. ooh, I hit you with my car, Mako. I'm sorry, let me take you out to the most expensive dinner on the planet. Yeah, and my dad course, actually runs the city, says Asami. Yes. So that too. So she wins. You see, the car I hit you with, my dad invented it. So. <laughs> so she wins automatically, and her and Mako start dating. But of course, because Mako and the airbender. 
the avatar, I should say, yeah, are the main characters. They want each other a lot too. I don't so, know if it's they. So it starts off with Asami. Like, they, they get together. They're dating. Like, they're in public getting pictures taken and kissing and all that stuff. And then uh, one of the airbender children's like, if you love this guy, you need to just fucking go for it. And so she, like, corners him and, like, kisses him. And she, he's like, uh. This yeah, is- he was like, uh, but. He was like, I'm super into it. Uh, like, no, uh, like in your pants. He was like, uh. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. And then she goes on a bunch of dates with Bolin, which, fuck yeah. That's the saddest part. <sighs> okay, that's the saddest part for me because Bolin even is like, Mago, how do you have all the women? Because yeah. he goes on this date with Korra and Korra's like, yeah, sure, I guess you're the only other guy I see. They have a great time. They do. They do, but then, like, obviously, like, it's just not going to happen because he's Cora the and funny Mako. guy. Yeah, yeah, he's the funny guy, and the funny guy never wins. Sorry, honey. What? I'm just saying. I, I am bold in our day. Fucking jacked. I'm hilarious. <laughs> I get no women. <laughs> Look at the last six years. How many women have I gotten? Like you, one. <laughs> You've only had like one. That's rough. Those are rough numbers, honey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So then Bolin gets really upset, but then bounces back like a champ. God bless Bolin. Yeah, he's like, "You're my brother. You're my friend. We're on a bending team together. Everything's great." Yeah, and Mako continues to be an asshole. So then, long story short, him and Korra get together. Um, End of the season. Yeah, they they stop the terrorists together. That's not important. I'm talking about the love triangle. <laughs> so him and Korra get together, and. <coughs> They're immediately like shitty. Like they do it like a traditional meet cute of like, I don't like you. Oh man, that's so attractive. And that's what brings them together. And then turns out that, wow, we're together and we're really shitty together. Like it turns out we actually don't like each other. This is bad. So yeah. awesome fun. We get to watch them just blow up. And In then the Asami's first... still there as yeah. Team Amistar. And she's just like, I can drive really good. <laughs> yeah. So in the first two seasons, it goes from Mako and Asami to Mako Mako. Mako Mako Bongo Tomato. <laughs> That's the old saying. Mako Mako Bongo Tomato. So it goes Mako Asami to Mako Avatar. Back to Mako Asami. Back to Mako Avatar. Avatar. Fuck. Avatar. I am not fucking, what's his name? M. Night Shyamalan. I could have swore that you were. You thought I was M. Night Shyamalan? I'm flattered. fucking some guy. No. Um, so yeah, that's in the first two seasons. It goes back, forth, back, forth. And it's hilarious. It is hilarious. And Asami, God bless her, just keeps hanging around. Yeah. Like, She's even like, if I'm not well, with Mako, like, I'm Team Avatar. I'm still going to be on the good side. Definitely not going to be with Bolin. No. no. Oh, gross. One time I think Bolin hugs her and we're kind of like, yeah. And then she, like, pushes him away pretty quickly. Yeah. Mm, gross. We were, really, we were really rooting for him. You're and kind then, of a peripheral character and I don't want that. And Bolin figure, finds out, like, A, there's some... Esma? Esme? Eska. Eska. Okay, so Eska and him are kind of a thing. But it's like one of those things where like, oh, it's hilarious because it's fine. They'll figure it out when they watch the show. (laughs) But anyway, like it's one of those things where she's really cold and dominating and he's this hilarious little soft guy. And they're like, oh, what a joke it is to put them together. He's completely controlled by her, 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 her. And then he breaks up with her and starts dating some other lady. 
sort of on accident and he acts with the with ladies in in a movie and they sort of start dating yeah so then they're together and she's rebuffing him this whole time and they finally get together because he's famous and powerful and awesome and like rips his sleeves off and is super and saves jacked. the president yeah and super saves the president and oh my god like that's like he's yeah, channing tatum he is. He <laughs> rips the sleeves off and saves the president. Sense. It makes sense why we like chanting him so much now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, he just never gets a real lady this whole time. Asami's like, nah. And Korra's like, oh, God, no. Yeah, oh, fuck, no, God, no, fuck. And, like, all of his relationships are jokes, and he's jokes. And turns out he's actually, like, a really powerful earthbender and should yeah. probably be taken more seriously. Mm-hmm. He rips his sleeves off and like, he was nothing like they're paper. Yeah, Bolin's jacked. Bolin's jacked. He's shorter though, so you know he's gonna be bad. I'm just saying, you know he's not gonna be like the main male character because they're like well, slightly shorter. Yeah, all rounder. He's hunk. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time in the love triangle, didn't we? My favorite part. Yeah. Then Korra saves the world. <laughs> Korra saves the world, and she does a lot of like, oh, I now have this skill. Boom, and saves the world. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of. Deus Ex Machina in season two, yeah. which is kind of funny because it's like, oh my gosh, literally in the last episode, it was, I have lost the ability to carry on the Avatar chain to, oh, I sat in a tree for a bit. <laughs> oh, I became big blue woman and saved everything. I'm literally the god of the machine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and now I've gotten the Avatar spirit back inside me in like 10 minutes like that and there's like oh wait oh wait what oh and a, a little um jesus daughter came down from the sky to save everything <laughs> yes she did that too tenzin's daughter yeah so a lot of you know i mean it's a kid's show so that's yeah. a thing but it's just the good guys win you know no matter how dire things are the good guys are gonna win yeah which is nobody dies <laughs> nobody dies okay some lots of people, people die some people some but they're not like oh bloody gross death that i'm like no. oh man my kids can't watch this no not at all because but like as adults we're watching like that dude's dead now <laughs> like yeah we play our there's game. like a flashback and it's a super like cool like origin of the avatar flashback like a really cool thing like people get dragged into the earth by like vine spirits <laughs> yes. and then they're just gone they're gone forever. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's take a break and talk about and come back with our parental review. Yeah. So we're gonna take a break and we'll come back with um, our new and improved movie minute and our parental review. Welcome to break two, now with 100% less Courtney. Looking to try something new, but are afraid that it will be a waste of time and money? Let us waste our time and money for you in a podcast called We Meant to Do That. It's a show I do with my friends Mitch and Nick about three guys going out in the local community trying the things that others might not. Find us at PullmanPodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. The music for Booze and Cartoons was created by Chris McRae. You can find more of his work through Bandcamp at Chris McRae Vox, his website, McRaeCompositions.com, or through his band, Monty.
we are back, and we're here to tell you as adults listening to this podcast whether or not you should watch this show, and whether or not, if you do have kids, whether they should watch this show. Yeah. And our verdict is? I think yes. I think that this is yes, something what? that A, definitely parents, is it's worthwhile tuning in while your kids watch the show, and B, like kids over a certain age, I think get a lot out of the show. I think it's if a you very like, tween show, I feel like. Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Like, I think that the younger demographic might be interested, like, under 10, mm-hmm. might be interested in, like, oh, man, look at their fighting. Yeah. But there's some pretty complicated governmental, political things going on. Emotional things, too. Yeah, that's... yeah, yeah. That I don't think that kids younger than 10 are going to get. Mm-hmm. And then I think that, oh, shit, it's fucking gone. Why do we do this while we're drunk? <laughs> it's kind of half of our thing. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think that kids over a certain age would benefit best from the show or enjoy the show the most. I think if you have like toddlers, like don't even fucking bother because anything anyone under than like eight, I think is gonna be like, what? Yeah, don't give get, a fuck. Mm, yeah. Why aren't they singing songs? Teen Titans go, please. Yeah, why aren't they singing songs and doing more jokes? Like mm-hmm. Korra's legend Legend of Korra is a pretty serious show for the most part like Bolin and another guy are like the only sources of yeah. humor this whole time I think they realized it was super serious in season one and then they added another comic relief in season two in Varric who we didn't really talk about but he's him. yeah he's a entrepreneur that's just funny yeah he's just charming like it's not like Bolin is like the slapstick like always always gonna trip and be an idiot and cry and stuff Varric is kind of this just just charming dude who's just weird and eccentric because he's so wealthy. And of course they pair him up with Bolin. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Like at the beginning of the season. Yeah, like just the dynamic comedy duo. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, like there's just... And the jokes, like the comedy, really is not something that you would get so much yeah. if you're under 10. I like that A, Cora is a lady and that there's a lot of very strong women role mm-hmm. models and those things. Not a ton of diversity yeah. that I... I'm kind of bummed out about like Cora is like as dark as they come kind of thing. The rest of them are all pretty white dudes. There was one dark waterbender that I saw one time. He got messed up immediately, but he was there. <laughs> sure. Like just horror movie standards. He did pretty yeah, good. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. A lot of really strong women. I mean, there's Asami, there is Cora, and then there's Chief Beifong, who we didn't talk about either, who is tough. If you've seen uh, The Last Airbender, she was the person who taught Aang earthbending. Uh, Chief Beifong is Toph's daughter, and she is the leader, the female leader of the police force in Republic City. She's a metal bender, which is really cool. So she does, she's a badass. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of badass women, like even like. Tenzin's um, wife's even a badass. That's what I was yeah. gonna say. Like she's a she's a normie, but she's definitely still pretty fucking badass. Like doesn't she give a birth on the back of an air bison yeah, or some bath- shit? Like yeah. yeah, she's pretty she's pretty serious business. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's a really cool thing if you're looking for a show for your preteen, um, and that you're looking for like positive women yeah. role models. I, Legend of Korra. It's yeah. all about that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say don't let your children under 9 or 10 watch it. Like, there's nothing that will 
that you'll have to explain to them as far as I remember. No, like I said, if they like watching it and you like watching it together, by all means, because you will enjoy it as an adult. Like it's, it's good. It's like the bridge between like super nerdy anime and gumball. (laughs) Like, well, and like the, the plots are genuinely interesting and the twists are genuinely twisty. Yeah. Unless you're watching it with Eric, who sits there and goes, <laughs> here's what happens, blah. Yeah. Here's what happens next. Here's what happens next. Oh, have you seen this before? No, but I know what's going to happen next. Yeah. Fucking worst dude. I am. I am the Miss Cleo. Have we made a Miss Cleo joke? <laughs> I feel like we've made a Miss Cleo joke already. A Miss Cleo of watching cartoons. Yeah, you are. So it's call terrible. me now for your free reading. About what cartoon you're going to be watching. Yeah. Well, it's really Hopefully good. Hopefully, it's Legend of Korra. Yeah, you should be watching Legend of Korra. If you have, it's been out for a while. We had to watch it on like some shady website, <laughs> which I feel like I don't know if I should admit it was on Hulu when we started watching it. Then they got rid of it, and we had to finish on uh, Nickelodeon. But then we got rid of cable. It was. It's been a this week has been weird watching this show because yeah, we ended up watching it on some shady what website. What I'm hearing you say is there are lots of different ways yes. to watch Legend of Korra. Yeah, no excuse not to watch Legend of Korra. <laughs> you can find it just in any old shady website. Exactly. We had to spend some Bitcoin. To... <laughs> but yeah, really, really good. Now we, I have a really exciting movie minute that we're i i i don't know if courtney is because she has to lead off our inaugural new iteration of movie minute what we're going to do is courtney maybe definitely totally has just a description a description of a movie of a movie takes less than a minute and eric and you the listeners are gonna have to guess what movie i'm talking about yeah so she's gonna try to make a weird description of an animated beloved animated film and i'm gonna try to guess what it is (laughs) i'll give you a little time at home to try to figure it out um tweet at us at pullman podcast if you think you know the answer that is at pullman podcasts at twitter and let us know if you know but take it away courtney okay so there is a lady who's trying to be her own person and this creates a conflict with her father who's very traditional in what he wants her to do um she really wants to kind of create her own path and take kind of like a windy (laughs) keep going she wants to take like the windy river path and that leads her to kind of a new love interest and um this new love interest is i don't know how to describe him just very very different they come together despite being from different like groups And then more conflict happens as they love each other, despite being from different groups. And he's going to end up in big trouble. And she ends up saving him. Okay. (laughs) I think I got it. You think you got it? Okay. Okay. I might not have it. I'm going to say something that sounds super stupid. But we'll give you a few minutes, a couple seconds at home. Okay, that's gonna be good noise. <coughs> Jeopardy noise. Yeah. Yeah, enough time. Yeah. At Pullman Podcasts. Tweet us if you think you know what that description was. My guess, Pocahontas. <gasps> ding ding ding. Yeah. Bra, bra. 
So I like this format. We'll get better at it in um, four next episodes. We'll actually write something down <laughs> just to get ridiculous. We're just putting Courtney on the spot today. To yeah, we did. Like Before the podcast, like, hey, this would be a cool idea for Movie Minute. Go, Courtney. You got this. But <laughs> awesome. yeah, um, so excited to be back. We are just ready for the new year. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hope you guys keep listening to us. We're going to do seasons three and four of Finish Up Legend of Korra next week. It'll be my turn. Courtney and I are going to go back and forth with the movie minute. So I'll do, (laughs) I'll figure out a movie and see if she can guess my crazy synopsis of it. Um, But that's about it. Anything else to say? No, that's it. Just, you know, the usual. Bye. Uh, We'll we'll get to that. But yeah, thank you so much for waiting and sticking with us. A few of you have tweeted at us or even texted us if you're close enough asking uh, when the next episode's coming out. And here it is. So thank you so much for sticking with us. Bye. 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 Love you. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.